Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. It is Tuesday, The Distraction Reviews. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by Mr. Reloaded, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you today? I'm good. I do not regret my decision to fit this film 12 years ago as much as you know, I thought I might. Um, and I'm interested just to just to talk all things Randy Orton again, Jeremy Reed. I know we do this a lot off the air, right? I think we have an ongoing log. I think we've, we've spent, I think... 400 hours at this point discussing Randy Orton off air. Now we finally get to bring that to the people. We've had a lot of entire practice. I'm ready to go. When uh, when I release the archives of the the pre-shows and the post-show, people yeah. people are gonna listen, and then you know, 30 minutes in, they're gonna see how much Randy Orton it is, and then be like, I can't take another 500 hours of this, and yes. then they're just not gonna listen to the archives at all. You're gonna miss some gems though yeah. once we get past the Randy Orton talk on the archives. I mean, it's very important because by the time you release that, obviously we'll have the, the biggest podcast ever. That's one thing that would have happened. But Randy Orton would have been, like, solidified as the greatest wrestler ever, right? Like, I know he's basically done it in the last couple of weeks, but, like, he would have had his own, like, his own statue across every, you know, major city in the world, that kind of deal. So our, like, recordings will be evidence that we kind of actually was ahead of the game on that. So that's very important. Keep those tight. Keep them close. The recordings are going to be re- released on the Randy Orton network. Like he's gonna, yes. he's gonna own what he might own WWE by that point, and yeah. it'll be his network. So we'll be talking yes. heads on on all the programming there. It'll be fantastic. Cannot wait for this. So you've seen the rumors too, then that he's gonna get his own Wednesday night show. Yeah, yeah. you've also <laughs> seen that rumors. There's always sort of a war, but I've not seen anyone discussing the. The pretty large rumor that he's about to just start his own show on Wednesdays, and I'll cope it with for two hours and see who wins the rating. So, yes, this is all this is all somewhat on topic, but reloaded. You ready to reload on this one, Jeremy? Get out of here, Cena! It's time to reload. Have you have you seen the first one? Have you seen the first twelve rounds okay. with John this Cena? Is, this is where I need to be honest with everyone and come clean. <laughs> I have seen it. Okay. Okay. However, you know the um, the scene in this film where like the concept. You know, like, I'm going to do 12 rounds. Yeah, got their villain the concept on the phone. Right. Yeah. Like, I had said to my brother, I was like, oh, man, it's like Die Hard 3. <laughs> and he looked at me. And like, I was like, and I just kept watching it. And he said, 12 rounds. I thought, oh, no, it's not like that. It's literally like 12 rounds. Yeah. I forgot the whole point of the film. I don't know why I thought it was called 12 rounds. I had seen it before, but I had forgot that these films were legitimately just 12 like isolated action scenes that are linked as rounds in the villain's master plan. So I have seen it, but clearly it didn't impact me very much. Is, <laughs> I guess the point. When I didn't, I knew they made a twelve. When you picked this movie, I knew they made a twelve rounds three with uh, Dean yes. Ambrose, John Moxley, because uh, I didn't. I listened to an interview where Joey Janela was saying, "Oh yeah, I went to Tony Khan's house and he put on twelve rounds three. And when Tony Khan went to the bathroom, I got up and left, and I never finished the movie. Um, 
<laughs> so I knew there was a 12 rounds three and I knew there was a 12 rounds one because I'd watched it uh, with John Cena, yeah. not with John Cena, but John Cena is in the movie. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know there was a second one and I didn't know Randy Orton was the star until you picked it. And immediately after like the first scene, I was like, oh, all right. I know exactly. I know the rest of this movie by heart yes. as it goes. And, and sure enough, it played out exactly how uh, I, I suspected it would play out as it was a remake of, of 12 Rounds 1 just with a better wrestler and actually a worse wow. wrestler. Let's be honest. It's a worse wrestler. <laughs> I tried to yeah, I, mean, I tried I wanna... to feed into your gimmick there, and I just I felt very bad of no no I'm not I'm not oh, putting no, I... John Cena was below be Randy Orton. Big... That was about to be a big victory for me. I was ready to take a victory <laughs> on that, and I was like, wait, hang on, did you actually just say that? Look, the opening scene of this film, I was immediately just like laughing hysterically. Like, <laughs> Randy is like, like, I'm not gonna say he's terrible in this film. I don't think he's terrible in this film, but his effort levels. In, in this this role or something else like the opening scene he's like you always get the worst films right oh man sucks sucks <laughs> this whole cinema sucks doesn't it like he's just so <laughs> and then actually the ironic thing is I don't want to get ahead of ourselves all Jeremy but like he has the least defined character in this whole film right he's like his character just he's, he's just good at everything basically that's all we know about <laughs> there's no like I don't understand. You have to get into the plot for me to venture more into this, but I don't quite understand what he was supposed to be other than just a medic that can do everything in the world, basically. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of every WWE film? Is, like, the wrestler yeah. is great at everything? <laughs> yes. But sometimes they have, like, a dark, like, oh, you know, one time this thing happened. But, so, okay, so just to kind of set this up a little bit, okay? So the film starts, and there's a crash, right? Two yes. cars, crash... He saves two people, the other one dies. Now, here's the thing, Jerry. Sometimes when these films start, I am paying very little attention, okay? I'm glancing at the screen. So I was like, did someone die? I didn't know someone died. So I went to the Wikipedia page, and I did that deal where you, like, scroll to the information that you're allowed to see kind of thing, right? Yeah. The first line. <laughs> and it said, one of the three people died, and this apparently, like, wrecked his whole life because it had never happened before. Gonna tell you now, I've watched the film. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. He seems to barely remember this, in fact, until an hour later in the film. So I don't know if the, originally the plot was supposed to be that, like, Randy's life was ruined by this incident. Because from my viewing of it, it had no effect on him at all. Like, there, not, even a little bit. There was, like, right after the, the opening credits. By the way, the movie yes. bit, I, I tweeted this. I thought you were taking just a direct shot at me. <laughs> I thought you'd seen this film. You knew Randy's like no. literally like his first line is like your choice. Your movie selection sucks. And I was like, yes. Joseph has seen this film. He remembers that line. And that's why he picked this film just to take a shot at me for picking Baywatch and um, a John Cena movie. That's all this is. This is an hour and a half vehicle yeah. where Joseph subtweets me. Um, sort <laughs> There is right after the the opening credits when Randy's like going to work. It's it's like a year later. He's going to work and it, his wife is like, "It's okay. Like it happens. You know, it happens to everyone. You know, mistakes happen." Yeah. And I guess that's the part where we're alerted that this has wrecked his life. That's the only thing I can think of because yes, otherwise he just he moves on. He seems fine. And yeah, we we realize when he meets the the bad guy, he's like. Oh, that was your wife that died. Gotcha. Didn't yes. know all of this. Yes, and it's so it's one year to when it happened, right? Yeah. I don't know if it was exact, but I assume based on the lengths the guy goes to for revenge, I'd assume he dated it pretty accurately, right? <laughs> and like Randy's just in the spot the crash happened, and it takes like ten other things to happen for him to be like, oh yeah, man, it was a crash. Yeah, I pulled him out. She died. Maybe that's what it is. I have no clue. By the way, that whole scene where you were just talking about, I don't want to um, suggest that paramedics look a certain way. I certainly <laughs> don't want to do that here, Jeremy. However, Randall is not. Uh, he was not the most believable fit in that uniform. Would you agree with me on that? He is a guy that he's a lot bigger than we realize because he's in wrestling, and there's a lot of big guys in wrestling, basically is my point. Yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> he was he was a little miscast as a paramedic. But at least you know when they when they give John Cena these roles, they give him a firefighter or a cop or something. Sure, I can believe big yes. John Cena as that. Randy Orton as a paramedic, I don't know. I guess they had to go paramedic or something different than a cop because then it would have been like an exact carbon copy of the first twelve rounds. Because I'm pretty sure John Cena was a cop in that movie. Yeah, but I feel like that's an important part of the plot because. Like, if Cena was a cop, which I'm pretty sure he was, I think you're right. Like, there was a re- he could get away with following this game along, right? Like, some of his cohorts may be like, what are you doing? But he could be like, look, just trust me. Like, Randy Orton commits so many crimes during this film. <laughs> so many crimes during this film. And he's just like, look, trust me on this one, right? Trust me. There's cameras. Remember when I looked at that camera once, Jeremy? Didn't, I didn't do anything wrong, I promise. It's, there's a point where it gets insane, but... Um, I just, I honestly don't know if anyone else in the world has seen this film. I think, I've, I've got one review I want to respond to at the end of this <laughs> review. Or oh, you don't know that. Carol? I think Randy, I think it wrecked his life in a way that he just has no memory of it. it it's, you know, it's, it's the thing where, like, it was such a bad part of his life where he just doesn't remember it. Because, you know, when he picks up the, uh, I guess, the governor, the mayor's son, whatever, the, the son. Yes. Uh, yeah. He saved that kid's life in that accident and he just doesn't recognize this kid at all he's just like all right you're just part of this game don't know who you really are i mean maybe is he didn't seem that mangled up from the accident so but randy just didn't know him so i think it wrecked his life to the point that it got erased from his life and i think that's what they were going for okay i mean that that can work um (laughs) tommy was the character's name right The, the kid sure I shouldn't say kid. I mean, he's a fully grown man, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, he, it is Tommy. I have no idea what I'm supposed to think of this this gentleman named Tommy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be, like, rooting for a redemption arc here, or I'm supposed to think he's the real villain of the film, or... Because what happens is, so the villain... Um, so basically, because he's the governor's son, that was correct, right? He yeah. he got out of a of a, set, a sentence, he got sent to rehab instead, and the... the um, the husband of the victim, he was also a victim, he was also in the crash. He seeks revenge in... I mean, there's many ways to get revenge opposite someone, Jeremy, right? This is lengths that have never been gone to before, <laughs> outside of the prior 12 rounds adventure. This is... I mean, the, the level of, like, research, commitment, planning that went into this is insane. He easily could have just had him killed for all, all he went through here. But I guess that was the game he wanted to play, right? I'm right in saying... So was we supposed to like Tommy... Was we supposed to hate his guts? I don't know. I had no real opinion of Tommy. I didn't really like him, so I don't think we were supposed yeah. to like him. But I didn't like outright hate him. Like I hated the guy who who did all this because Randy Orton at one point is like, "What would your wife think of all this?" And he tries to justify it, and he's like, "She'd love it. She'd justice. love that I got revenge. Yeah, she'd love that I got justice." Like by this yeah. means, like this. Yeah. All right, maybe you want to take justice on the tommy because he was drunk and caused this accident like you're going after the judge the lawyer look i'll give him credit the the storytelling and the way it tied together i didn't absolutely hate it i was like all right you know at least they tied up some loose ends like at least they connected everything sure i mean the levels of his mastermind are insane right (laughs) like the, the scene where he blows up the ambulance and like so um the, what's Randy's character? I'm just calling him Randy. Okay, yeah. Orton's pal Jay is on is in the ambulance, and he knows he's about to blow up, and he's like Jay, and Jay's like, huh? He's like Jay, <laughs> and it blows up, and he do- he doesn't die. He's just severely injured. Is what I got right from yeah. this. Yeah. And the the villain of this film actually says the line, and I've I've committed this to my notes section here. He says, if I wanted him dead, he'd be dead. Yes. What? What is? What does that even mean? <laughs> he blew him up. The man was actually blown up off this ambulance, Jeremy. What, what kind of planning went into this that he knew the exact angle at which death would, would happen? <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was talking about Randy. Like, was he not talking about Randy? Like, if I wanted Randy dead, he'd be dead. Because that bomb was in 
like the the dude's chest or something, right? Like yes, it was. Yes. And, and so this guy was the guy who sold the alcohol at the club or sold the drugs or whatever it was at the club. Look, it all it all tied together. This was not <laughs> just that. a yeah. random. Yeah, this is not just a random bystander who we decided to strap a bomb into. He, he was he caught he kept feeding Tommy drinks, so he was culpable in, in the the death of uh, his wife. Um, he could have easily just because they were both working on him on the street and mm-hmm. then in the in the ambulance he could have just blown them up right then blown them both up they would have been dead but no he wanted yes. to play this game and that was the that was the thing he wanted to play 12 rounds joseph i mean i'm never going to rewatch this so i won't know <laughs> but i think he said to randy if i wanted him dead which i mean Wow, he was courageous in blowing that thing up while he stood like legitimately on the air. He was standing <laughs> off of the ambulance. He's like, "Won't kill him. I've got it covered." Don't <laughs> By the way, for Randy Orton fans out there, little 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 trivia in this film: there is a segment of this film, that 15-second clip, in which Randy Orton is just like running in the streets. And at this point in time, Jeremy, I paused the film when I was like, "I'm not sure I've ever seen Randy Orton run anywhere <laughs> in my life." Like, I've seen him do that, like, sort of quick walk into the punt. But as I've watched this man wrestle for 20 years, I don't think he's ever run in his life in wrestling. So if you wanted to see Randy Orton run, man, there's some tremendous running in this. There's also a lot, of, and this is great stuff, by the way. There are multiple moments in which he's he's talking and his mouth is not moving. Like, it's the worst post-edit you'll ever see. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, and by your face, I sent you missed this. There are moments where that man is literally just stats, looking directly ahead. He's, he's talking, his mouth is not moving. Very sad moments. Shades of the greatest wrestling match ever, dare I say. Right? That, that's, where they, that's where they got this from. They were like, yes. 12 Rounds 2 is the best of the, the three films, so what can we take from this? And they took the, the editing from this film. Yes. I mean, is this a better film than the greatest wrestling match ever? As a motion picture, I'm talking here. Oh, as a motion as a motion picture, yes. It, it's it's obviously not a better wrestling match, but it's a better <laughs> on, on, motion stop. picture. What? Where do we draw the line? When does the film end of the greatest wrestling match ever? Because it isn't all of Backlash, right? But you need to include the intro to Backlash, which has like the big epic, like, that has to be part of the film, I think. I don't know. Maybe do a director's cut and we'll review it next week, Jeremy. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, this is better than... Are we Are we talking about, like, all of Backlash? I'm... I'm not sure. It depends how you want to view it. I mean, what would you nominate for the Oscar? Backlash or just the, the separate match? I would just nominate yeah. the the Orton and Edge match, okay. but see okay. that that is the greatest wrestling match ever. We agree that's the tag one, yes. but the editing yeah. and the sound in that match are not good. Like it would win no, it would win no awards for editing and sound, and even some of yeah. the cinematography in that match isn't isn't all that good. Um, but as a wow. wrestling match, look, it, it's the greatest wrestling match ever. This was my argument on, on Twitter. Is that people are complaining about that match of like, oh, it, you know, the the goofy sound noise and all these dumb camera reactions, and they had to shoot it a bunch of times and stuff. Like, I don't care about that. As a wrestling match, how was it? Greatest wrestling match yeah. ever. I'm with you. I mean, I, I would ask what had a better um, co-star lineup. Was it was it the greatest wrestling match ever with Edge, Samoa Joe, Tom Phillips, and Byron Saxton, or was it this film with whatever the villain's name was, Tommy, uh, who else was in this film? There was other people there, right? There's other people in this film. The, the villain's Randy's name... Randy's wife was in this film. There was... <laughs> the villain's name was Patrick. That was... Uh, the actor's name was... Not uh, true. Brian Markinson. No. Is it not Patrick? He's never called Patrick. He is never called Patrick in this whole film. That's made up. That's false. I refuse <laughs> the idea that... I'm almost certain he's... I mean, he probably is Patrick, but I refuse the notion that he's ever said in the film. Yeah, Heller. I don't know. His, his last name is Heller. Is that what they call him? Heller? Okay. Hold on. Yes, I think so. Okay, his name yeah. is Patrick Heller. So that's his name in the film. What was his plan at the end, by the way? Did he have a plan so, of blowing up the car? I, think, I didn't understand. I think the plan was, you know, he was driving uh, on the freeway, whatever it was, and the bomb was going to go off. I think he was going to dive out, tuck and roll, while Randy and his wife were in the back seat, and the bomb was going to go off. Why did he have the gun? Why was he waving the gun around? <laughs> to threaten them to <laughs> okay, not move? Hey, okay, listen. I, off, I avoid 
a lot of swearing on this show because <laughs> I, I don't know where you're listening to this show. I don't know who with. I don't know. So I tried to put it, but I have to now do this for the sake of the accuracy <laughs> review. I have not got this line down verbatim, so just bear with me. I am pretty sure in the closing moments of this film, Randy Orton tells Hella, Hella, right? Patty yeah. Hella. He doesn't go fuck himself. Yes. And Hella says, oh, I will. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what this man intends to do. He may not have said it like I just said it, but I am pretty sure he said that he intended to fuck himself. So I don't know. <laughs> Look, that man wait, wait, on wait. The table. Wasn't it Randy's wife that says the go fuck yourself line? Either way, that, that's not the detail I'm worried about. Yeah, I just didn't, he was his waving response. a gun around, and he was like, I will go fuck myself. Thank you very much. His response is, I will go fuck myself. That is his response. <laughs> that, whole, that whole scene with them in the back, they cut to Orton. He's in these twist ties uh, <laughs> in, in the back seat, and they cut to that, like him trying to wiggle out of these twist ties like three million times. Like, all right, one of these times, I guarantee he's going to get out of these damn twist ties. Um, but he kicks the gun away. He, he Randy gives this big heroic line of, you know, what would you have done to save your wife? And Heller is like, anything. And Orton's like, exactly. And that's when he breaks the twist ties and he starts this battle. And my favorite part of this whole battle is his wife is like backseat in like cornering Randy as he's in the middle of this fight in the truck. He's like, get the gun, kick him, hit him. She is like acting as his corner person for this. Like, shut up. I think he knows what he's doing. Yes. And then it goes like, everything is shot one way. And he's like hitting him, and it's all. And then like he gets the gun, and it just goes slow mo, and he's like, oh. <laughs> like he's like, whoa, what just happened? It's amazing. What's the best scene? My favorite scene in this film is the scene we just mentioned where he like puts it together, and it felt like it was like forty minutes long. It's just Randy being like, and and her, she was in it, him. And then you know he starts like at one point I thought he was going to join forces with Heller. He was like, this is all your fault, man. Tommy was just. I don't, again, I don't know what I was supposed to be telling me. There's a, there's a part in this film where, like, two straight scenes, there's a swerve, right? But Tommy turns on yeah. Randy. And then the other, the, the um, oh, what was the guy's name? The police officer that was made to be a dick from the first appearance of the film is exposed as being an actual turncoat. Right? Or something, he did something wrong. Detective Sykes. Yes, whatever reason. He was... From literally from scene one, when you meet the two detectives, it's clear that he's an arsehole, right? Like, he's yeah. like, well, maybe it's just him. But I didn't ever think he was going to just be a full part of the actual... <laughs> like, he's a part of the whole web, right? He did something. He threw away the files, was what it was. Jeremy. So I, that little, like, ten minutes of Russo movie making, I thought was tremendous. <laughs> that after the police chase part was when I just, I checked out. So I was totally, I had no idea what was going on anymore. My favourite scene was when... He's literally burying the governor alive. He's got the sand and he's pouring sand on him and he's burying him alive. And Randy and, and this is the big reveal too. This is like the first yeah. time Randy like sees Heller and he's burying the governor alive and Tommy is there and it's part of what you mentioned. Um, Tommy turns on Randy. He gives him a brilliant piece of storytelling here. Randy shocks him earlier to, to cut off the yeah. signal to his ankle monitor. And then Heller, how did he know, like, Tommy was going to do this? He's like, what do they say about karma? And then Tommy is like, karma's a bitch. And then he shocks Randy with the, uh, with the, a lot of swearing on this, uh, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, bad. <laughs> and, and then he shocks Randy with, with the taser. And I thought, I was like, oh my God, like, so Tommy, even though he killed this man's wife, is now in cahoots yeah. with this person. Yeah. Like I, and then yeah, it just turns out to be like, all right, he's cat. Now he just has Tommy, and he's gonna kill him as well. Yeah, it's like, but what did he gain? I didn't understand. Yeah, what what did Tommy gain? Like, why are you gonna yes. turn on this man who's actually like trying to help you and stuff? Yeah. It, it was it was very uh, it was odd, but it, it was a choice for certain. It was also like. 45 seconds after he's just watched this man shoot his father like just yeah, killed him true. killed him in cold like he'd saved him from the the planned death and then he'd watched him get shot and he was like right anyway tight turn right I don't, I, and then we cut and then we did like a smash cut and he's um tied up i don't know why he did any of this actually now that i think about it it's even more confusing 
these films amaze me in that they are like embarrassingly simple, and yet we both are confused every time. I don't know if that says more about us or the films. Probably us, to be honest, but it isn't. It's an achievement in itself. How quickly did you lose track of the rounds? Oh, I, I never had track. I, again, <laughs> I I didn't even I'd forgotten that was what these films are. It was just, I mean, it's it's here's the deal. I would say like, we've watched a lot of terrible films. This format makes for very easily like watched viewing, right? Easily, you know, you can just sit through these films very easily. They're, it's just a, a bunch of action nonsense. There's a little bit of drama, not really. I mean, there's a lot of death in this, so you're not you're never quite sure who's going to die next. I'll say that for this film, right? Like, I'll give it that much. I guess I don't know. They're, they're fun to watch. It's just, I don't know, man. The concept itself is so wacky that like it's hard to take any of it too seriously, right? It's good fun. And Randy Orton is, by the way, by the way, Jeremy, I can see you've pulled some sort of information up here, and I don't want to cut you off too bad, but, but I just need to say, is this where he invented the back suplex onto the announce table spot? Because he does that to a policeman, and I'm pretty sure I didn't do it in real life for years afterwards. I this may be the roots of what nearly killed the Singh brother. <laughs> I think the, the Singh brother was the first time he did it, right? I mean, it, yeah. maybe maybe it wasn't, but that was like the most memorable one because of the facial reaction he made yeah. after he did it. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say that the back suplex onto the table was invented here because yes. this was the first time we have a record where he does it. Like Randy, that's why Randy is a genius, folks, because he just yes. pulled from this movie years later and he's like, this is going to be my nod to everyone the millions and millions who have watched 12 rounds too and if they get it they get it if they know they know a lot of people won't know but the ones that do oh my god they're gonna be amazed but then because randy is a genius he pulled off the facial reaction as well so it's like you're you're gonna get the reference and you're gonna get the gif moment out of it and if you don't get the reference you're still gonna get the still gif moment it. yeah just yes. amazing. The only the only issue is both of us are going to get like eight different tweets of him doing this to like Shelton Benjamin in 2003. <laughs> which is the, this whole bit is for naught. But I actually think this is the first bit. And it was, I mean, there's no RKO in here, which I expected. I did want to see the, the signature stomp gimmick where he just walk, he just walks around someone and stomps on him. <laughs> that would be amazing in a film with like the big cuts and stuff. But uh, yeah, that an invention of a wrestling movie is pretty impressive for a film like this. I've got to say. He should have punted Heller at the. That should have been the final yeah. scene. Like after Heller blows up, they should have just walked what over him. That's the thing. It, the movie just ends. Like he blows up the the paramedics, the cops, the police, uh, yes. the, the fire department. All all these people arrive on scene, and then you get like this big like overhead city shot, and that's the end of the movie. It ends. Maybe hmm. maybe we need to watch Twelve Rounds Three and see if Heller is now coming after Dean Ambrose. See, this was like the opposite of Miz getting like a montage <laughs> I was, in the Marine. I was legitimately when they did <laughs> when they did the overhead shot. I rewound the movie because it went to the credits, and I rewound, yeah. and I was like, "There's got to be more than just an overhead shot. Like, there's got to be like a big montage scene, like the Miz, yes. to really close this out." And I can can I can yeah. confirm none of that happened. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, he's dead. You look down for a second, you look back, the credits are rolling. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was... I mean, I guess there was no more to add, really, right? Like, this, here's the thing, okay? These films, obviously, they start... Like, the wrestler is the star of the film. But in this film, this really is just a film about Hella, right? And Randy Orton is just the awesome guy that can play his game and beat it, basically. Because we learn nothing about, about Orton's character. He's just... He just is the only guy that can play Hella's game, and he was in the right place... At the right time, Jeremy, right? <laughs> Am I right? The right place at the right time. It's themes for you. I repeat it ten times, you might get there in the end. But I... Um, yeah, I don't know. I The end was a little bit... Have we concluded what we thought his plan was yet? Because I initially thought he was going to shoot himself, and then he was the car will do what the car will do kind of deal. You see what I'm saying? But I, but we never get to find out because the gun is taken from him. I don't know what he intended to do with the gun, is my point. Uh, I think his plan was... It was gonna blow up, and he's gonna go fuck himself. I mean, that's what he said he was gonna do. Like he calls, he calls like the. He's like, yeah, it's about to be an accident. He's blowing the thing up. It's not like he's driving yeah. into it. He's just blowing out. I don't know what you expected him to save there. He was like, at least I'm giving you a chance. Not really. You're blowing the car. It doesn't, 
Then again, he's very good at knowing whether the explosion will kill someone or not. Right? Yeah. Do we see true. Jay ever again after he survives the fatal or not fatal, I guess, explosion <laughs> of the ambulance? We never I, see him again, right? I don't think so. He wasn't on. They, see, Dude. that should have been like part of the closing scene is Jay and Orton reunite. There's a two-hour version of this. There is a two-hour. <laughs> it's somewhere out there. If we get the DVD, we'll see the two. There's a two-hour director's cut of this film that is like high art. Then, and it goes all into the, the effects it had. You see, like, all the therapy talking about what happened. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, <laughs> I then again, I don't know how that would work with the thing where he just doesn't really remember or care about any of it. So I'm not sure. Maybe not, that's what his therapist sure. is, is there for. His therapist tells him you just need to block out this memory. Maybe he goes through electroshock therapy to, to take yes. it away. I Maybe. Look, we can make this, uh, this uh, extended cut version that's our that's the next part of the gofundme it. yeah we've got wow. uh, <laughs> we're adding this to the gofundme list i think i've lost track of everything we've got we've got no holds barred 2 we've yep. got um suburban commando 2 we've got did did we do wow. did we do mr nanny 2 i don't think we did mr nanny 2 so here's the deal with Suburban Quantum, Miss Danny. I've forgotten which one is which. Oh, we uh, combined them. We, we combined them is what oh, we did. Go. Yeah, that's, that's that what we did end up doing. So we're, we're going to, the new remake is just going to be Suburban Nanny. That's what we're going to call it. Don't ask me why, okay. but we're going to call it Suburban okay. Nanny. Um, so we've got those two. We had one based off of Baywatch, and I don't recall what it actually is. Uh, we don't and... speak of that. <laughs> that film's banned. It's like NXT banned forever. It's <laughs> we can't ban that movie, and it's big, huge dick. Uh, and now we've got the extended version of, of 12 Rounds 2. I like, um, in this film... Well, I assume the screenwriters for this just forgot that he was a medic like multiple times where he's beating people up and they, and they were like, add a little detail into it, like, we remember, do you? Like, there's one part where he like breaks into this hotel kind of deal. It doesn't really break him, but he, he basically does, right? He grabs the guy at the front desk and he pulls him. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that was violent for, for Mr. Medic Randall Orton. And then he says, keep pressure on it. It will stop bleeding eventually. <laughs> Like, I assume this was us like, oh, he's a good guy, really. You know, he means well, really. And then there's this weird fight scene where he fights, like, the security guy whose face is, like, hidden from the camera. I assume he was just ashamed of being in it. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> you remember the scene I'm talking about? He walks out of the room, room 44, which is round four, get it? He walks out, and, like, the front desk guy's like, I've got someone for you to fight, and we never see his face, unless I'm mistaken. We may have seen his face. I didn't see it, is what I'm saying. I don't I don't recall seeing his face. Oh, wow. I do, like... Okay, good. I do like the note. It's it's not for every round, but there is one where, like, the cops burst into a room, and the room number is, like, nine. So, oh, that's round yeah. nine. And yeah. there's another one where it's just, like, you see the numbers that are attached to the rounds to make you remember, like, this is what round it is. Cause, so I asked you, like, you know, do we remember these rounds? Because I don't. But we're going to go through this round by round, Joseph. And oh, we're gonna, no. We're gonna, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this either, but the Heller says when he's like, all right, we're going to play this game, 12 rounds. If you win the majority of them, you will survive. That's what he says. Yeah. So it, it's like you just got to get the uh, unanimous decision here. You can even get a split yeah. decision, I guess. Um, you just got to win the majority of the rounds. 
so we're gonna go through this round by round round one is not this is what i was pulling up by the way <laughs> round one is not actually listed i think round one is the ambulance the the first scene where the ambulance blows up and, and jay dies i guess randy, sure. I, does randy win that round he saved jay right but heller's like if i wanted him dead he'd be dead this is the thing. It's a lot like mixed martial arts, Jeremy. The scoring is very subjective on a lot of these. Do you see what I'm saying? Because if you really look at it, I mean, he's, he he tried to. He didn't try to kill Jay, as you just pointed out, and he successfully didn't kill him while severely injuring him. And the other guy was always going to die, and he didn't want to kill Randy Orton. So therefore, he wins that round easily, right? Effective striking. Octagon <laughs> control. I, I give it to, to Heller. All right, so Heller wins that round 10-9. I might yes. go 10-10 round on but oh, wow. we'll, we'll go 10-9. Round wow. for, it says for round two, Nick receives a text message, which is that Randy Orton's name in this film? Nick? All right, sure. He receives a text message, which leads him to a parking lot where a car waits for him. I get Orton wins that round. He found the car, right? Yes. Okay. He finds it like really late though. Do you remember? He gets in and like the Bluetooth guy. Do you remember this? He starts putting some on the blue. He's like, oh, that was close. And he's like, I got here, didn't I? You know, that was that. Right. Thing. Remember this? But Remember he got this? there. Yes, good. So yeah. that's a 10-9 round he did. for Randy. He wins that one, yeah. undeniably, yes. <laughs> round three, Nick must find a clue for his next destination in the car. I, that's where he finds the, the Palace Hotel thing. So he found it. He wins that round. <laughs> these yes. are the rounds, folks. Look, I'm not making this up. This, these are the rounds. This is how this is how it goes. We're going through all twelve of these, Joseph. I had to watch this film okay. because of you. We're gonna score these rounds. Okay. <laughs> Round four begins in the palace. As Nick, uh, I don't want to recap the whole thing. All right. Oh, Randy realizes this is the fourth round. Uh, he attacks the manager and steals the key. Yes, that's what I was just talking about, right? Yeah, it says, oh, the manager is wearing a white top with a cue ball on the front with the number four. See, these are the details where they got the numbers in there to alert you. This is round four, folks. Yep. Uh, Randy wins this round. He, get, he gets the key. He's doing very well. He's doing Hang on, before well. you get to five, I want to do this myself because I, I've just remembered what the clue for five was. Do you remember how he found out it was round five? He found, like, a glove and was like, five fingers. Yes, I did. And Tommy was like, what are you talking about? It could be anyone's glove. What? Unless I missed something. Maybe the glove, there was more to it. But it looked like me, he just found a glove and was like, five, got it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, what does it say? Maybe it will explain it better. Round five, he enters the room, ransacks it, gets into a fight with Tommy and the prostitute. That's not nice. She could have just been a nice lady. Uh, yes. Before the phone rings, it's Heller. He orders... Get him to bring it to hit with you, which I guess is Tommy. Uh, yeah, yeah and this is the the black glove. So I think Randy yeah. wins this round as well. He he got yes. Tommy, and he got the glove. He did. Yes, and he beat up that guy with no face, <laughs> yeah. which wasn't part of the mission, but he still did it. Yeah, that was a side mission. If you play those open yeah. world games, you can get into yeah. the, the side missions. It's Most like... annoying things ever, mainly, yes. <laughs> he got XP bonus to add to his skill tree. This is how he became like a good fighter. He did all the side missions as well. And so yeah. his skill tree just uh, grew. I mean, that's a better explanation than they give us. I think the only one they give us is like... There's something he does, and Tommy's like, how'd you do that? And he goes, I was a dumb kid too once. It's like, oh, that's it. I guess just good at everything because he was a dumb kid once. Uh, round six. Orton's doing very well. I feel like he's only lost round one. Dominate. Yeah. It's like, remember back in the day, Jeremy, when Floyd Mayweather would, like, fill it out early on, and then he would just take over. By round six, it's like, this is over with, man. This is finished. This is what's happening here. Randy Orton is Floyd Mayweather Jr. That's what I'm telling you. In, in many ways. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Round six is the telephone booth. I have no recollection of this. This is when it's oh, this, like yeah, he this figures is where he's on the street. Yeah, yeah, and he figures everything yeah. out. And Tommy runs off, which I think, <laughs> yeah. you're going to tell me in a minute, but I think it costs him round seven. I don't think he meets the bell for round seven. Because he's like, you've lost it. You've missed it. Back onto round eight. What was round six, though? Just arriving at the, the telephone booth? Yeah, just getting to the phone. Yeah. And then they figure it out, and they're like... Everyone involved, because that, is that when they find the body of the lawyer? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's when yeah. the body of the lawyer is in the trunk. Yeah. There you go. All right, so okay. I guess that he wins round six. Yes, dominating. Yeah, 
it says round seven is the the sugar factory where where Tommy's father is. Oh. Okay, there's one round where he's like missed it. <laughs> that's it. He just misses it. I don't know. Maybe that's round six. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> otherwise, round six was super easy, right? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so round seven is reaching the sugar factory. They did that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, but then he dies anyway. I don't know if they win that round or not. I think Heller no. wins that round. Heller wins that. He yeah. kills who he wants in the end anyway. Easy yeah. victory, I think. Round eight, Nick and Tommy must save the governor. Oh, well, then that they lose round eight. They, they, they win round seven because round seven is just getting to the factory. <laughs> this, now that I'm hearing this, this plan actually sucked. I was so I'm sorry, everyone, when I said this was a master plan. This plan, he literally, like, eight of the rounds, just get somewhere. Just make it in time. You've won the round. He has no counterpunches to any of this. He just wants you to get there. <laughs> now, round eight is saving him. They lose that. But Randy's yeah. already, he's already got, he's already won on the judges' scorecards, hasn't he? Yeah. He needs to, like, get knocked down multiple times to even get close to losing this. Yeah. He's got it in the back. Uh, round nine, what is this? He shoots his father, <laughs> tells Nick the detectives already took care of round nine for him. Oh, yeah, that was when, that was when the detectives break into the building and there's the nine on the door. And that's when and they... And the guy gets, the guy has super glue gun to <laughs> The guy, there's a poor old man who was the judge yeah. and he like shuffles out with a gun in his hands and they shoot him down and then they find <laughs> out the gun was like super glued to his hand. Uh, so they win, they win round nine. Uh, or Heller wins round nine. So, oh, big. Easily. Look, eight and nine, this is when the comeback starts right here. Yep. Yeah, Randy yep. was banking those early rounds, did good work, but eight and nine, Heller realizes he's down on the cards and his corner told him, you need the knockout. And so he's just going out there and he's swinging. He's right just now. killing everyone. Yeah. He's just murdering everyone inside. Uh, round 10 begins when Tommy. It says, round 10 begins when Tommy, still broken after his father's death. Was he? False. Was he? Broken? Absolute lie. Absolute lie. He was, he, had no, he was only concerned about the fact he was about to get poisoned to death. He did not care at all about his father. He'd already turned heel moments afterwards. Yeah, well, this this was apparently round ten. Is is Heller's instructions was to tase him, and he did that. So another victory for Heller. Heller. So is... like, how does Orton win that round? Don't like, get how tased. Does Orton... <laughs> I guess so. Like he just turns around, punches him. He's like, oh, one to eleven. He should have hit him with the RKO. He saw he, he, yeah, he, he could feel him coming up behind him. He just snatches him, RKO. It's over. He wins that round. That's. That is proof of, even though it seems that Nick is great at everything, he's not Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. Even if he may look like him and sound like him and act like him in every which way, he's not Randy Orton. Because there's no way Randy's getting tased in that situation, right? RKO, it's over with. Uh, round 11 is they're in front of the club, and this is where he kills Tommy. I don't know what this has to do with, with Randy Orton, but... He's not even in the round. Yeah, he literally not... doesn't even leave the school. Yeah. He sends his trainer out to fight the round for him. Big swing here, like, folks. And in round 12 is the SUV where, where Orton wins. Um, yes. Those are the rounds. Those are somehow the 12 rounds. The, yes, those first rounds, okay. look, those first rounds, that's a sparring session. Just get get where you need to go, go wherever. Orton wins those rounds easily. Uh, Heller makes a comeback late, the big comeback late. Orton, is, Orton just kind of punched himself out in those early rounds. Uh, he, he went, you know, he tried to... He tried to take him out early. Heller survived. He was fine, yep. but he expended a lot of energy. I don't think Orton's cardio is that good. I think uh, if we we have when we do the extended cut, Orton's got to work on his cardio. Um, I mean, I like that. Like you know, in classic boxing matches where there's drama in the twelfth round, like sometimes it'd be like, oh man, if only a guy had like stayed behind the jab and avoided any trouble. Like in this fight, the story is if only he didn't intentionally fuck himself. <laughs> He may have won this fight, but instead he intended to, do and it cost him everything. It cost him. Everything. I mean, the con <laughs> the consequences of this were beyond his own understanding. This is what he didn't get. He thought it was just a good comeback. It wasn't, but boy did it backfire when he was exploding there. That was 
It was a dramatic end, if nothing else. We've got to say that much, right? He really, he really did have it. Like it was, it was a close fight. Um, yeah. I think he could have won on the scorecards if, if he just lets yeah. round twelve play out because rounds uh, eight, nine, ten, and eleven, those were knockdown rounds, and and 100%. they swung. Yeah. Yeah, they swung everything. Those early rounds, they were close enough to where, all right, maybe that's a 10-9, There were some 10-8 rounds at the end there. Round 12, it was going to be another 10-8 round. Maybe he even gets the late uh, knockout. But he charged in. He rushed in. He thought he had Orton really down, (laughs) really out. (laughs) Yeah, he fucked himself over, and he got knocked out himself. It was classic. What was was the fight? Um, Pete Sell? And Scott Smith. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, when he charged the yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That was the ending of this fight. That's a deep cut, man. That's <laughs> a real deep cut. I, I didn't know where you were going to go, but I didn't expect that. That is a great knockout. Um, I have a call. I have to actually, like, now start beef on this podcast. Jeremy. Now, oh you can distance yourself from this, but I was on <laughs> the Wikipedia of this film, and Tyler Foster of DVD Talk. He must take himself seriously as a review, man. I'm here to call him out. Seven years later, okay? Finally, revenge is here. Reloaded, okay? He said, he gave it 1.5 out of 5, and he said, even the world's most committed Randy Orton fan won't get anything out of 12 rounds too. A dull rehash of a million other better action movies that saddles Orton with an uninteresting character. Well... Mr. Foster, I am here to tell you, as the world's most committed Randy Orton fan, I got an hour's podcast out of this and had a tremendous fun throughout, okay? So just, I want to tell you it's clear to Mr. Foster, don't talk about me, okay? Don't tell me what I got out of this film. I may have waited a long time to watch it, but I got a lot out of this film and I will not be told otherwise by your goddamn review series. No way. No way. That's, that's all I want to say here, Joe. Oh, the rest is, honestly, it doesn't matter. Just clip this and send it to the man. Find the man. <laughs> I'm here. Talking about me all these years ago. I didn't see it. I'm here now and I'm ready to answer. You, you've become such a superstar that it had taken seven years for, for this, for this yes. jab at you to even hit your radar. Yeah. Like, you, yes. you have way more important things to deal with. But now, seven years later, it has finally hit the Joseph Holbert biggest Randy Orton fan radar. And you have, uh, you win that round, Joe. You, you've won I that agree. round. Uh, we'll, we'll have to, I think he took the first round, you took the second. We got ten more rounds of, of this beef yeah. between you And two. I am not going to fuck myself. <laughs> Let me tell you that. It is not happening, Mr. Foster. I am here. The gig is up. Okay, for seven years you've been telling everyone that I got nothing out of this film, and I am here to tell you I got a whole hell of a lot out of this film. So much so that we have been laughing now about the 12 rounds system for approximately <laughs> half an hour. So I want you to know that you were wrong and you remain wrong. That's all. That's all. I want to get off my chest, okay? Uh, well, he gave it what did he, what did he get? 1.5 out of five stars. Yes. Is there is there anything Which is else? Interesting. Here's the thing. That is interesting though because his review would suggest he'd give it zero. Yeah. Because he's like, no, he literally says the biggest Randy Orton fan in the world wouldn't like this, and he still give it one point five, <laughs> which is more than I give Baywatch, I think, out of ten. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, sure, look, I'm not, I'm not totally anti Mr. Foster. I just was upset to see my name used that way <laughs> on an official review. Uh, anything else, or can we, uh, can we give our our final scores of this? You gave Baywatch a one out of five, which yes, is or a one out of ten. So you gave it a two, yes. which which is lower than. Oh, you did, you gave it a one out of ten. I one I've confused rating yes. systems. Yes, that, was, that was terrifying. My head was he gave explode. it yeah he gave it a three out of ten. So yeah, he he yeah. did score this higher than you scored Baywatch. Uh, anything else to uh to wrap up this film? I think we've hit everything. I did want to say that when I was watching this. I was thinking, if you was to build an actor from the ground up, <laughs> Jeremy, it would look like Randy Orton. Would it not? I think it would. So I wanted to say that, and I think it's time to rate, uh, rate the film. And I, you know, I've seen there's a lot of speculation as to what I'm going to do here. I'm not going to break the system. Everyone knows I went very high on that one Hogan film because of the shiny-headed villain. There was no shiny-headed villain. He was bald, but he was not shiny-headed. 
not the same thing. So with that in mind, oh, I'm really pondering this. My my gauge with these terrible films is what was the chaperone? The chaperone, chaperone was a four out of ten for you. And what have Heart's I given special. a five? What, what have I given a five, Jeremy? Uh, no holds barred and suburban commando. That feels generous. Man. Just completely underrated both films. Yeah. But I'm still not putting Randy on the same level as Hunter. <laughs> so, five. I'm giving it the five. All right. I got a lot out of this, Mr. Foster. I enjoyed it very much, but I can't go any higher. Because unfortunately... Here's the thing. Here's the truth. Here. Randy was limited by the direction here, right? The script and the direction were very subpar. He was amazing. <laughs> but man, some of the some of the, the visuals here were not on point for me. But still, enjoyable film. This, this film, you said at the start that you could just tell Orton was going to just give the effort he was going to give with those yeah. first lines. It was very fitting for Randy Orton just to be like... <laughs> so I'm, good. <laughs> I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. Randy Orton, the action will carry it. It'll be fine. Just give yeah. whatever performance. People will think it's great. People will not think it's great. It doesn't matter. In the end, seven years from now, on when, the Randy, when I'm declared the greatest wrestler of all time, two people are going to review this film, and they're going to declare this film... The greatest film because they're gonna realize wow. just how great I was in this film. They're not gonna appreciate it now. Everybody's not gonna appreciate it now. But when you look back, everyone's gonna realize how good I was in this film. Well, I mean, here's my one question. I agree with everything you said. Cosign it all. Has Randy Orton ever seen this film? Do you think? No. <laughs> so, so look, th this was never going to happen. I've tagged Randy Orton in multiple tweets trying to get him on the podcast <laughs> to do this review with us. Like, it was never going to happen. I'm not naive enough to think that. I was shooting a shot uh, to see if he would just come on and talk about this movie with us. I will continue to tag him in, uh, yes. in these tweets because, you know, people... All these wrestling interviewers, they want to interview these guys, and they want to talk about, oh, tell me about this match. Tell me about this. Hey, tell me what was going through your head here, and blah, blah, blah. I, we just want to talk about 12 rounds, too. I don't care about all this yes. other wrestling stuff. Let us talk to you about 12 rounds, too, Randy. That's all we're going to talk about. We're not looking for any scoops or anything like that, unless, they, unless we get backstage <laughs> scoops on 12 rounds, too. I'm going to be honest with you, man. If I, if you actually got Randy Orton on our podcast and I had to talk about 12 rounds too, it may be the <laughs> Like, I, I know it sounds fun in theory, but can you imagine us actually just being like, anyway, so in the follow-up scene with Hella, how do you feel about that one? <laughs> it would be the, the worst thing ever. But my fear is that you're going to tag him here and he's not going to see the full picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't see the, the, the depths of our, our passion and our fandom. And I fear he's going to dislike our, our critique here. But we don't want to be critical, do we? We agree it's the best film ever. We just have to rate... To be honest, we have to lie about our ratings for the sake of reputation. Don't we, Jeremy? We're a respected movie, guys. We have to do that. But we both agree it's the best film ever. I want to yeah, be clear about that. Yeah, that's what everyone does in wrestling anyway. So True. We may as well do it yes. here when they're rating matches. We all know what the greatest wrestling match ever is. And then you True. see people give higher star ratings or 1 out of 10 ratings to other matches. And... Because they got to protect their credibility. Don't do that. Just admit stuff. But we're going to do imagine, that here with our movie review. Imagine ever giving five stars to a match when you knew that Edge and Orton was coming eventually. <laughs> but imagine. Because everyone knew eventually we'd get there. Like, you should have always just left the top mark open for that moment, right? Yeah. When the two masters of the industry got a chance to produce that motion picture we were talking about. But, yeah, so, great. have you rated this yet? I don't know. You've given it, like, 12 out of five, right? I I am giving it... Look, it, it it didn't top Suburban Commando for me. Okay, wow. that's that's still a seven star. Which one was Suburban Commando? That was with the Is Undertaker. The shiny head? No, no, no. That oh. was Mr. Nanny. Suburban Commando was with the Undertaker, and that's another guest we want. We want the Undertaker just to talk Suburban Commando. We care about his thirty year career and and digging holes and taking souls and all this stuff. Don't care about that. Let me hear yeah. your actual voice from Suburban Commando. That's what I want from the Undertaker. Are you sure he hasn't been on here? Because I see a lot of him. He may have actually been on our show. And we've got we just him. don't remember it. We have the Randy Orton yes. amnesia from this film. I'm pretty sure he's been on. He's been on every show, I think. So yeah. I think he's been on. We just, he's passed us by. I think we must have done it sometime in the last few weeks. I'm not sure. But yeah, it'd be cool to talk about this film anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the film that I can't even remember, apparently. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give 12 rounds to three stars 
I feel that is that is on the level of playing with fire. I, I feel that is very fair. It's higher than the chaperone on my scale. Uh, it wasn't as good as Stuber. Stuber got three and a half from me. Yeah. Um, so I feel three stars is very fair for the greatest film ever. I agree. That's a solid Alexa Bliss match, right? That's like a good one. That's one of them ones that you can like gif up and stuff and be like, hey, good match and get away with it. So I, I agree with that. That's where I put this to. Um, I think I give it a five. So not exactly, but still. <laughs> We're in the same ballpark, but we know our true opinions, and at least we made that clear, right? Beyond the actual... The number means nothing. It's what matters to us. It means in our heart a lot more than that, right, Jeremy? That's what right. I'd say. Exactly. <laughs> um, next week, Joseph. It is it is my yep. pick. Um, I, I've had a couple films in mind. I'm not going to lie. There was, there was tough choices. Cuts had to be made. Uh, maybe we'll get back down to them down the line. But we're going... We're going off script a little bit, okay? Because this film would technically... It shouldn't technically be picked until December. But I don't know if this podcast is going to last until December. Look, this this might be... You know, we're not Bailey and Sasha saving it until SummerSlam, okay? We got to pull the trigger when we got to pull the trigger. Santa Slay starring Bill Goldberg is what we're going to review next week. I feel your audio has cut out. <laughs> that or you're just not talking. Yeah, your audio cut out. Good going. <laughs> You've broken the audio for this show. People can see you laughing and moving your your mouth. No one can hear you right now. <laughs> plug your microphone back in. Just unplug it, plug it back in. See what happens. Yeah, there we go. It's low for some reason, but we could hear you. Uh, it's it's very difficult to actually hear you, Joseph. <laughs> Amazing. Can you say anything? Joseph is. Uh, I've broken the podcast with the the Bill Goldberg pick, and look, I can't do anything about that. Joseph and his UK technical setup here. We don't we don't know what. I think Joseph is very excited about this film. Um, he's shaking his head no, but I, I believe that means yes. Uh, Joseph cannot wait to to get the text me your thoughts and I will read your thoughts on the air. That's what we're gonna do, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up because this uh, me talking to nobody isn't the the best audio ever. So Joseph is gonna text me what he is actually thinking in regards to the my pick of Santa Slay. All right, he sent me a message, and it says from Joseph, "I want to go fuck myself." All right. There we go. Joseph, very excited to uh, review Santa Slay next week. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Thursday, we'll be back talking wrestling. Um, we'll talk about NXT's banned, but WCW's not banned. So we'll talk about WCW, Great American Bash, uh, AEW, whatever happened on Raw. I'm sure we'll we'll give we'll we'll start the show by clapping uh, and give for a thank you taker. That's how we're going to start Thursday's show. I promise we're going to do this. <laughs> And and that's and maybe we'll talk about the Undertaker. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, join us for Thursday. We're gonna do that next Thursday. We do have a special guest, big guest, uh, as we we preview the NBA return and also talk wrestling. Uh, Blake Murphy from the Athletic. He covers the Toronto Raptors for the Athletic. I've told him that Joseph is a 76ers fan. I told him to heckle Joseph throughout the entire show. He promises he will do this. So if you want to hear Joseph get heckled all show, that'll be next Thursday when we talk NBA and wrestling. Next Tuesday, we review Santa Slay. We have the TEW series on Saturday, Judgment Day. Joseph's big pay-per-view, Judgment Day, uh, is taking place on Saturday. 
You can follow Joe on Twitter. Sometimes he tweets at Joe Holbert five. He's got a bunch of features coming out. He he cannot retort any of this. So yeah, you, you're shaking your head no, but people listening on the audio don't understand. They can't see that. So in their minds, there's a bunch of features coming out. But Joseph has a bunch of features coming out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88. We'll be back on Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.